All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. One more hour and I'll be home Close my eyes and rest my bones Can't be more than a mile or so From Cincinnati, Ohio Cincinnati, Ohio And here's my cock in your face. Welcome to episode 14 of the Hunt for Red's October podcast. I'm your host, Coop. And today we have... Spectacular crew of people to talk Reds baseball with you. Uh, let's start with uh, Polly. Polly, how are you doing tonight? Here's the thing, Cube. I've thing. been living a dream week, <laughs> snapping necks and cashing checks, and popping up a beer. So here we go, popping, popping tops. a beer, slapping, <laughs> slapping dicks and popping tops. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> we also Not have <laughs> we also have Branch on. Branch, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Been cleaning the basement, drinking beer, and well, now we're eating pizza in the basement and doing this. So, hey, there you go. Basement garage. So, uh, good night so far. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Borf back on from his uh, podcast suspension. Borf, how you doing? Great. Fuck the haters. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we just dive into some uh, some baseball discussion and. <laughs> What I want to talk about first is uh, the rules changes that have been adopted here for both 2019 and 2020. So Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association uh, decided to talk for a change, which is always good. And they uh, came to an agreement uh, not only on these rule changes, but to also uh, start discussion on the next uh, collective bargaining agreement, which hopefully will lead to the avoidance of a strike lockout. So that will be good. So True. let's go through these one at a time and uh, see how it hits everybody. So first, let's start with the changes that are going to go into effect in 2019. Uh, the first one, not really a big deal. The inning breaks are going to be shortened from two minutes and five seconds in local games to two minutes and from two minutes and 25 seconds in national games to two minutes. It's going to save a minute or two a game. I don't see any problem with that. No, I, no. I mean, that's fine. I hate commercials anyway. So if I'm at home, it just means the game comes back on quicker. Five seconds for a local game. It means terrible Tom Brennan commercials, though, too. So I can. <laughs> hey, you just keep. Hey, you know what? You get drunk at the Tom Brennan game. Keep your eye out for it. That's true. Yeah. So. Coming soon to Twitter.com, uh, Borf is going to uh, publish the Tom Brenneman drinking game, and we've seen a preview of it, and let me just say that this is <laughs> it great, was research. Research. great research. Thank you, Thank you Kip. It is amazing, and I cannot wait for Red's Twitter to get drunk off their fucking asses to this game. <laughs> so, I hope it's that good. I really do. So shout I, I took it for a test drive last night. It was fantastic. So shout out to you, Bor, for outstanding work. Thank, thank you. Also, shout out to Uncram. That, that means a lot to me. Shout out to Uncram. He's got his own issues. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... I hate laughing Little at trail. it. I hate laughing at it, and we cannot discuss this on the podcast, but... 
What he put in the group chat today, I was freaking dying. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was fantastic. So shout out to children. Ryan. Children. Yeah, children. Kids. Parenting is hard. Kids say, hey. kids say the darndest things. Yes, they do. Yeah. Also, can we bring that show back without Bill Cosby? <laughs> I'll host the show. If we can bring it back, I'll host it. I will not. Yeah. I, I promise you, I will not waylude any chicks. I will not anything like that. I will host the show, though. Nice. <laughs> Man, you're all high class. You're a nice guy. Very high <laughs> Good class. Job. Good job. All right, let's move on uh, to uh, other uh, rules changes. The trade deadline. There's only going to be one trade deadline of July 31st. No more waiver what? deadline. I think this is long overdue. The waiver deadline. Amen. Yep, yep, yep. But that August 31st deadline, I think, kept teams from making moves that they normally would have made at July 31st. Yes. And I... I just see this as a positive, and people are going to shit or get off the pot earlier in the season. Uh, yep. Branch, what are your thoughts on that? Hey, we're all baseball junkies, so we love trades. I absolutely adore it. And also, if anybody's ever tried to explain to somebody that doesn't follow baseball as hard as we do, the damn waiver deadline, that is a painful experience. It really is. <laughs> and I'm just glad we don't have to deal with it anymore. I'm so glad it's gone. Borf. So this is going to be awesome. Borf, your thoughts on the one deadline? I'm a fan. Uh, I think it's for the promotion of the business of baseball. I think it, it yeah, games that are it, it just gets the teams that are sellers and buyers the deadline to be more active. And I think it, it persuades them to be more active at that, at that July 31 deadline than it would be when you have an option of holding on to a player and passing through waivers when you know someone will claim them but not actually trade for them so i think it's just good for the business of baseball and the progressiveness of baseball paula your thoughts on the one deadline to rule them all Borf, i agree with you entirely baseball is a business and business needs a certain booming for major league baseball and these rule changes and especially this trade deadline i think will make teams buyers and sellers too they're gonna be like well you know like teams are gonna be able to rebuild quicker i think too because they're gonna be buyers or sellers so i think this is gonna advance baseball and like I think, uh, kind of like make the contract situation too, uh, like even it out a little bit too, with uh, players. Yeah. And and yeah. Holly, Holly, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, the one deadline uh, will bring the 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 baseball trading season more in line with like the NBA, where the NBA trade line deadline yeah. is nuts. The NHL trade deadline is nuts. Baseball had kind of lost that. I don't. I want to say edge or anything, but this that is going to bring the major league trade deadline to have these massive deals like go on the NBA and NHL, and I think it's going to be great for fan excitement. Yeah. How about this? Uh, the biggest waiver trade in recent years that actually won Houston a World Series was Verlander. Sure. What would that have looked like if if uh, they if if they were if there was more team involved, I mean, because once it fell to Houston, then they just negotiated for like a week, and then the trade happened. It was boring. Well, frank, frankly, that was kind of too, because I think that was the issue, and I think people were kind of upset that the Astros were able to get Verlander off waivers, right? Correct mm -hmm. me if yeah. I'm wrong. Uh, you're right. 
Well, and I, uh, I thought the waivers, the waiver hole situation, I was, I was bullshit. Just like it, it allowed teams, you know, like what the answers did, be better. Like I don't know, like you're one with the guys you had all year long. Like I know they're, you know, pitching and injuries and everything, but geez, like. I don't know. I thought I think it's unfair advantage at times the waiver wire, and that especially once you it. fall 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 to that team, you've got like you know well, they call it a seven, but God, it seems like it's three weeks to negotiate and really go through, and that takes the fun away from like the NBA has, where you end up with some teams making bad decisions and some teams really stealing people. And again, for us baseball nuts, we love that shit. You know, <laughs> You're, yeah, live action. <laughs> Have action. We don't have to worry about. It. You're right, sure. You're 100% correct. Absolutely, you are. I think the more excitement you can get with with the transition of players, I think it enhances the appeal of Major League Baseball. And I think that's what that's what Rob Manfred needs to do, frankly, to be able to compete with the NBA right now. Because if you look at the professional sports leagues, the NBA is clearly leading the top four. If you look at the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, and the NFL, M- NBA is leading in terms of social media and attraction of young folks. I agree. And I think MLB needs to kind of follow suit and do what they can to attract the young folks and get people excited and get people in the social media. And that, the fact that they have that July 31 trade deadline that makes people either you know get on the pot, get on the pot and piss. Or get off the pot and fucking sit back, and we're not going to do anything. So it just it just gives people another reason to do something. I I wholeheartedly agree that the NBA has taken the reins of uh, social media and taken the lead. Uh, I think uh, Major League Baseball could fight that and uh, kind of come back at that if the Reds social media team would give me a 1911 hat. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Reds? Social media. So, 1911. If you work for the Reds or you remember the Reds social media team, remember, you need to give Coop the 1911 hat and think of the unbelievable publicity that it would generate. <laughs> all positive. All positive PR. Positive. This is this is all good stuff. Positivity. <laughs> Solid, positive thinking. So let's move on to the uh, next uh, rule change. This is going to this one I'm not so sure about. It's about fan voting in the All-Star game where there's going to be two rounds of voting where there's going to be a primary round that's kind of like what the voting is now and then what they're going to call Election Day, which uh, the top three vote-getters at each position will then be voted on for a certain period of time. Uh, I'd like to request to go first on this one. Go for it. Fuck the fans. You are not allowed to vote anymore. You're all fucking idiots. So. (laughs) But, Borf, didn't you just say, like, NBA is killing every professional (laughs) league in social media, though? Listen, listen. Major League Baseball fans have no fucking idea how to vote for All-Stars. That's the issue. that, That should be... 100% 100% taken out of their hands because they do not know how to do it. But My mom him. really thinks Billy Hamilton should have been an all-star the last three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same My grandma that. probably does too. <laughs> well, and, I, and the fans in St. Louis really think that uh, somebody in the KKK should have been in the all-star game too. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're a bunch of racist fucks. They are. Yeah. Fuck, fuck the birds. 
Fuck them. Fuck racism and fuck the Cardinals. Fuck them. The other, the other chart change to the All-Star game is that beginning in the 10th inning and every other extra inning, there's going to be a runner that starts at second base if the game gets to extra innings. I, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's just an excuse to end the game quicker. Like, yeah. I really hope that does not come to regular season games. Leave it as a gimmick. See, that's the thing. is, is That can't come to regular season games. Oh, my God. Tom Brenneman wants it. He talked about it a couple years ago. Oh, oh. Fuck Tom Well, Brenneman. if you can make a game fucking five minutes, Tom Brenneman would come. I agree. Fuck Tom Brenneman. I mean, fuck Tom Brenneman. Hey, Tom. I agree. Shout out to Tom hey, Brenneman. Tom, if you're listening, I hope you endorse my drinking game. Yes. Th- that's the best part of Tom Brenneman is going to be the drinking game. So let's move on to uh, the Home Run Derby. They're going to increase prize money, and uh, the winner's going to get a million dollars. They're hoping by doing that that more of the stars, quote-unquote stars, will uh, be in the Home Run Derby. I don't think it's going to matter. You're going to get the younger stars. I like yeah. it because of that. The guys making league minimum that, that can play, they're going to go. And they should. I mean, it gives them a – I mean, if you're making 550000 a year – a million dollar bonus is kind of nice. That's true. You know, goes to their charity, of their choice. Yeah. Well, that's what you do if you're Bryce Harper. But if you're making five fifty a year, that fucking million dollars is nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's serious change. Probably. Yeah, but if you're, I, I I like it, and I, I don't like it. Uh, why I don't like it is is because it's just another. It's like a a band aid on on the All Star game in general. You know, like there's a lot of discord with the all-star game in general right now. Uh, but I like it because it, it does give younger players like, oh, oh, yeah, whoa, I can do that, you know. I yeah. think this is perfect for Puig, you know. He's a power. Like, I think something like Puig would win it, you know, for money. I don't know. Like, give him, like, a little bit more drive. I don't know. Why not? It keeps people like Judge and Acuna Jr. in it. Yeah. Well, and, you know? and here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I agree with Branch in that uh, – the incentive is going to be on the guy who's not made his money yet. Bryce Harper, what's another million? And that's what he's going to make in like two weeks. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm kind of ambivalent towards that change. Uh, the next one is uh, the maximum number of mound visits is going to drop from six to five. I don't think that's going to have much of an impact. It's just a way to try to speed up the game again. And I, I've never had a problem with the length of games anyway. Anybody? I never had a I never had a problem with the length of games. Uh, mound visits are just I, sometimes you can get astronomical. Like I've seen it happen like more than ten times in a game. It's like what? Yeah. Until it goes to three, you know, where like you have to throw a flag or like you know, like hey, nope, this is right. You know, like what happens when you like you try to do it? Or, you know, like people are going to try to start doing signs in the in the in the in, the, in, the, in dugout again. Like I think that's baseball is going to go back to. The basics, you know, like signs. Like, come on. Like, when's the last time you really see the sign in, ba- in the baseball game? Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Pauly. I think uh, I think, I think the, the mountains have gotten more astronomical. I think the, the previous rule was something like you cannot cross the actual line between either first base and the pitcher's mound, third base and the pitcher's mound, like in one inning or something like that. I think limiting it to... I think six is reasonable about, but even limiting it to five in one game is a reasonable amount too. Because I don't think you need to actually visit the mound that much. I think I think your catcher and pitcher can communicate between each other and the dugout enough where you don't need to do that. So I have no I have no objection to that rule at all. As the catcher uh, going up, I I kind of wish there was a difference between 
a manager visiting the mound or, or a pitching coach or whatever and the catcher. There's a lot of times when you're a catcher and a pitcher, you're just shoring up something that gets a little confusing in the sign. You know, I, th- I think the catcher should maybe have unlimited because what they is- don't want to be out there. And, and umpires will tell you, hey, let's keep the mound visits to a minimum. Right. And you can just tell the tell the umpire, hey, I was crossed up. We, we, we're, them last two pitches weren't what they're supposed to be. I, I would yeah. imagine these ground visits they're talking about are definitely between the manager and the pitcher. I wouldn't yeah. imagine that these include catcher, but I could be yeah, wrong. They, they, they charge the catcher. Yeah, they, they do. I, oh, really? Oh, really? really? Yeah. I thought okay, that's to me. NFL quarterbacks have microphone or headphones in their in their helmets, right? That that the offensive yep. coordinator is yeah. talking to them. Why not give that the ability to the catcher? You know, I would love that. That, that would be that's great. Yeah, just, a bit, just a little not bit. Just a little bit. Not idea like, at all. Maybe only in like certain circumstances you can turn it on, and then like coach can talk to catcher, and catcher then can talk to the pitcher. You know, like how many times you seen a catcher walk halfway back to the pitcher before he throws the ball back and just says something to him? Oh, a lot. I, oh. You know, I, I did that all the time. time. Just just to get on all page, the time. You know, all the time. That's not a big deal. That shouldn't be a mound visit. Yeah, I like that idea. You, Thank should, you. you should put that on like Twitter or something. Get some, I get some, <laughs> get some <laughs> engagement. Get some engagement. What's Twitter? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> so, so those are the rules that are going into effect this year. Uh, next year, there's some some kind of earth shattering, uh, pretty radical changes, radical changes. The first is that uh, the roster is going to go from 25 to 26. Uh, well, twenty. It's going to go to twenty-eight at the beginning in two thousand twenty. No, it was twenty-eight 20, in September. Uh, that's twenty-eight. A, yeah. So that's September roster. It okay. used to be September. Anybody on your forty man could come up. Now it's going to be a maximum of twenty-eight total. Right. Uh, so Correct. you can only bring three guys up. But the the move to twenty-six, I think it's good. I think it's a prelude to the DH in the National League. And it it will give the team teams the ability to carry an extra pitcher, that thirteenth pitcher, without sacrificing their bench. Uh, yeah. So, Paulie, let's start with you. Uh, didn't I read somewhere where like position players are going to be prohibited from pitching in games that go to extra innings unless a team is ahead or behind by at least eight runs? So, uh, position players are not allowed to pitch except for the following scenarios. Uh, if they're designated a two-way player, so like Michael Lorenzen, mm-hmm. designated a two-way player, or like uh, Yadier Molina is probably a two-way person. Uh, he can play first, and <laughs> he, can, he can catch and he can pitch. Yes, um, they already tosses a good salad. That's true. So position players are allowed to pitch in extra innings, or if they're in a game where they're uh, winning by more than. The winning or losing by more than six runs. Okay. So, so then this extra roster spot helps out that position player rule. I think. I think you know, so like too. it makes it makes both of those rules make sense. But make and by not allowing those position players, like you really and and the three batter minimum too now that's going to go in effect. Like relievers are going to really have to be used correctly right. and not just thrown in there to face one batter. Like I really. Applaud that by MLB for changing that rule, or those three rules. I think they coincide with all, with each other and really help out advancing the game just a little bit more. Right. Too. So let's let's move on to that. That that I think is the most controversial is the three batter minimum for a pitcher. It effectively ends the loogie. 
Yep. And I mean, there's I don't guys. Understand that, it. There's guys that made a whole career out of being loogie. So let's start with uh, let's start with you, uh, Borf, on the three better minimum. What is your uh, thoughts on that? Uh, I don't particularly get it. I think that's. I think that's a way. That's a way for either ownership or the league to control service time. I, I just, I truly, I just, I don't, I don't get it at all because I don't know why you would manipulate a game like that. Um, in my eyes, I think the the ideal manager and or ownership group does does what they can to least minimize their manipulation on the field. And so, I do not understand at all why the league would want to manipulate that aspect of the game. To me, I think it's more of a uh, trying to speed up the game thing. Uh, I, I, I guess, but I, I guess, you, yeah, maybe because you eliminate maybe one or two or three times a game where yeah. you, you bring in one pitcher, but I, I still I don't think I don't see how it enhances the game. Branch, your thoughts? I really wish instead of saying a three batter minimum, they would say you get two pitchers an inning or half inning, you know, when you're mm-hmm. on the teams. Um, because that that would that would enable you to st- the managers to still do managerial things and give his team the best chance to win with matchups. But the the three batter thing, if you get a guy out of the bullpen, say in a clean inning in the seventh, or you it, you know, and he just starts giving up base hit after base hit after base hit, or he gives up three base hits, then you're bringing a guy. Then you have to automatically change out to a guy that's coming in with the bases loaded. And if once them two base hits were up, you could bring another guy in. It would save it. Or if you bring a guy in with the bases loaded and uh, he's your second pitcher in that inning, he has to face three batters. First one gives up a grand slam, then gives up another home run. You still got to leave him out there for another. And if you're up by six, you shouldn't be worrying about shit at that point, right? But all of a sudden you are. And well, the manager, his hands are tied. There's nothing he can do about it. My uh, my big thing is let's say, let's say Bob Steve is your pitcher that you bring out there, and yep. he he tends to walk people. Let's say you bring him in, and yep, you got runners on the first and second. He walks the first guy, and then he walks in a run. What? <laughs> and then he walks in a run with the second guy. So. Now you have to make him face somebody with the bases loaded where he could really hurt walk in another run or give up a grand Would, slam. And wouldn't you rather walk in that run then and then and then get that other pitcher though? See it's, uh, it's another game of it's an advanced game of chess now. Right. You know, it was you already had, a chess if you're only game. allowed two pitchers per half inning, all of this is taken care of. You're not gonna have the the you know three pitchers per inning, which that's what the, basically what they want to get rid of is what the hell the Dodgers did in September last year, where the seventh, eighth, and ninth you saw nine pitchers. They want to get rid, of it, you know. But you know, seeing six pitchers is better than seeing nine. True. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the whole the. The spirit of the rule could have been accomplished with a two batter minimum instead of a three, uh, where you try to eliminate the loogie. But the, I, I just think that in practice, the three batter thing could could alter the game in a non-natural way. I mean, am I wrong in thinking that? 
No, when when, no. when when a team loses when a team's ahead by six runs and loses in the eighth because of this, it's going to piss people off because it's going to happen. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, the next change for 2020 is the injured list, which used to be the disabled list, is going to go back to 15 days from 10. Um, I, I I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I really liked the 10-day injured list because you could get guys back sooner for one and two. Teams and the Reds have been known to do this, playing short on the roster because you've got somebody hurt that you don't think is going to be out for two weeks. I I don't understand this, this change back. Isn't that just for pitchers? No, it's for no everybody. For everybody. Yeah. Because I can stand it for just pitchers, but. Yeah, I I just I don't get why there was an impetus for that. Uh, to keep teams like the Yankees out of its rotations, I think is the goal. Yeah. But there, because basically that's what the, I think it was the Yankees last year for a little while really had a six-man rotation because they were abusing it. Right. Uh, Paula, you got any thoughts on the on the injured list being back to 15 days? I hate it. I don't like it. Uh, the Reds are known to like wait and see how bad an injury is and everything, and they can be retroactive, and guys will be out or retroactive, whatever. It is. How do you say it? Yeah, retroactive. Retro, retroactive. Yeah. Um, people, you know, like, and guys will be gone for a week. I feel like last year, guys like that were on a DL were back quicker with the yeah. rule, and now I think two weeks, man, that's a long time. Like, I don't know. I'm against it. I don't like it. I I don't understand why they change it. Um, I don't understand why they change it to the 10 day and then change it back to 15. I was 100% in favor of the 10 day. I think it provides players the opportunity to go onto that list without without having to do an extended stay if they just have a minor injury. So I I don't get it at all. Well, and the other thing with that is uh, you you can't play the DL game with, uh, like, a younger guy. Uh, right. Whereas, you know, instead of sending him to the minors, you put him on the 10-day DL where he's still accruing Major League Service time. By going back to 15-day, right. there's going to be guys that are going to be sent down who are probably injured, but they don't right. have to put them on that, that list where I believe they only need to be down for 10 days before you can call them back up. Yep. So instead of just putting them on the 10-day injured list, you option into the mic where they sit for 10 days and then you could call them back up. Maybe maybe there's a point to re- there's more reason behind this too. So if you think about it, you know, there's DL guy change. And someone's brought a point of, you know, player service, you know, what if this was like a way for players to start trading more people too? Like service, um I, I lost my train of thought. You should take that out entirely. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good thought. I get, where you, I get where you're going is, is the plan <laughs> with the service time stuff a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I don't see why in the world you want to mess with this because I actually like the 10-day DL. I did. Or IL or whatever the hell they're calling on it now. I, I guess what the point I was trying to make was like the Reds always reward younger players when guys are in a DL and they bring up a guy that needs to get – a. And, uh, like major league service to get do back. they actually 
No, they never. I mean, like Jay Bruce, but they brought him up because they kept him down for three weeks to, so they could have him for longer. You know, like the same. That I think I don't think he made his debut until May of his rookie year. I think I it was May. I thought it Yeah, you're right. It was May. It was May. It was May. I, I, it's like a condescending way that baseball is like, hey, you know, we're actually going to want you to keep players a little bit more. I don't no, know. For sure. No, I, I agree. It's it's a fucked up system right now, and I think. And I think it's for one. I think it's encouraging that we've we've read reports that they've started they've started to negotiate or at least talk about what the next terms of the CBA are going to be. But I mean, they they have to they have to figure it out because the service time and the manipulation of it is it's become a huge problem. Yeah, I think that it's good that they're going to be negotiating for the next couple of years because that service time thing is going to be a big deal for the player yeah. negotiation. To go the fuck oh, away. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think this is the reason why these rules are changing. You know, to get those con- those conversations started, to make everyone feel comfortable in the room. You know, so there's right. no like you know like bad voodoo in the room. And so. you know what? And shout out Doug Gray. I hope that minor league players get paid too because they deserve it and yeah. they're very well. They're very underpaid. Hell yeah. Very. Well, really, with any with any rule change, all you have to do is go, "How does this fuck minor leaguers?" And then you can figure out why they're doing it. Right. So yeah, again, that's kind of that's kind of how MLB works. Shout out again to Doug Gray. Uh, Reds minor league is a good site. You should uh, read it. Same with uh, Redwood Nation. He runs that now, and uh, he's also going to dig up an endangered cactus to bring home to Cali. So, <laughs> so I want to move on to the next topic. And there's been a lot of uh, talk about do spring training stats matter? One of the one of the reasons this has been brought up is Jesse Winker is not having the best spring, but I am not big on spring t- training stats. We're going to go around the uh, the virtual room here, but I'm I'm going to give you my reason why spring training stats are not the end all be all. In 2003, the Reds added Joseas Manzanillo to the roster <laughs> because he Fuck had that. an outstanding spring. We'll get some former, obscure former red shout out BRM. So let's uh, let's let's look at his numbers from 2003. He was allowed to pitch in nine games. In those nine games, he threw 10.2 10 and two thirds innings, 21 hits, 20 runs, Jesus, seven home runs in 10 and two thirds innings for an ERA of 12.66. Oh boy. This is the perfect reason why you do not put all of your stock into spring training stats. You have to look at past performance in the regular season, not just what somebody does against somebody who, in the cliche, is, is going to be bagging groceries in three weeks. So uh, let's start with Borf on this one. Borf, spring training stats. Uh, uh, I, I'm not a big believer. I think I think for some younger guys, it can it can show some signs. But I think for spring training, I think it's for most people, it's about working on things and kind of perfecting your craft, figuring out what you're going to do for the season. So I'm not a big believer in spring training stats because I think it's it's just it's just a, it's a time for you to work on what you're doing. It's not a time for you to perform. Branch. Um, yeah, it, it's I don't give a damn about spring training stats. I do like paying attention to guys that are on the bubble. Perfect example this year is Philip Irvin. He's knocking the shit out of the ball. He's doing that. You know why? Because he has to. He's trying to make the damn team. He's doing everything he can to make the team. So he's doing what he has to do in spring training. 
Jesse Winker is knows he's going to make the team, and Jesse's working on shit. It looks like he's working on having a little bit more power. So if Jesse has a bad spring and comes out as a 300, 400, 600 guy, I'm not going to be pissy about it. I'll be just fine. Polly. Absolutely not. Here's the thing. <laughs> Timing <laughs> is everything. I learned that in my, the line of work I do and in, in, in how people say things back to me. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Yes. Spring training, timing is everything. And what you're trying to do in spring training is get your timing down. You're trying to get comfortable yeah. looking at the ball again. You've taken batting practices. You've taken infield. You've done everything in the off, off season to prepare yourself. But spring training is about timing. Stats don't matter. Yeah. Plain and simple. I agree with everybody. Uh, also, going back to what Branch said about Phil Irvin. Phil Irvin, I thought, showed himself pretty well last year in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. So not only is he having that good spring, but you have that actual game experience to fall back on as a predictor that he could he could probably hold his own if he's able to make the roster. Defensively, he's pretty good, too. He's doing his job. I mean, he's doing everything he can do. And that's that's all you can ask, right? Phil Irvin is always he's, – he's been a solid prospect. I think he was a first-round pick, maybe yeah, a – he Maybe a compensatory pick, but yeah, he's he's been a solid player ever since the Reds have had him, and uh, it's the Reds have a crowded outfield right now, and it's it's interesting to see what happens. It it really is. It it really, I mean, realistically, it would be nice to see them trade one of those guys, but yeah, you never know. Timing's everything, Borf. Timing, Timing is everything. Yeah. Timing is everything. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing about timing. I think it's time. Here's to, the thing. I think it's time. It's to a flat circle. <laughs> it's a flat circle. So here's the thing. We got some uh, listener questions. I, I sent out the bat signal to uh, for questions, and we actually, I thought it was going to be pretty light, but uh, over the last little bit, we got a lot of questions with the uh, hashtag Pete Rose should be in jail. <laughs> so uh, that was awesome, by the way, Eric Coop. Thank you. Our first question comes from Wesley Blackwell at Thor with two R's Finn on Twitter. Shout out to Wesley. He says, uh, hashtag Pete Rose should be in jail. If Pete was in jail, would he be the pitcher or the catcher? <laughs> oh, damn. That's a good question. Uh, Branch, he was in says. jail for a little bit. <clears throat> yes, he was. Did he pitch or catch? I'm, th- I'm thinking with the big hairy forearms, he's got to be the pitcher. Four. I'm going to guess he's also the pitcher for sure. Probably. My one interaction with Pete Rose, he was mean. He's a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think, def- I think definitely that Pete was pitching. Uh, I, I met up with him. I met him at a, at a Turfway, actually. Imagine that somewhere where you can gamble. That is wow. somewhere you can gamble. Imagine that. So, he broke my heart. Our next question comes from Obscure Former Reds at ObscureXReds on Twitter. Good follow. He says, uh, hashtag Pete Rose should be in jail. Which of these opening day starters are you picking to win a game? Joey Hamilton, Jimmy Haynes, Corey Lytle, Scott Feldman, or Homer Bailey? So, first of all, you can't pick Corey Lytle because he's dead. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Corey Lytle. 
he nine eleven himself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> rest in peace, Corey. Um <laughs> honestly, oh man. Joey Hamilton, Jimmy Haynes, Scott Feldman, or Homer Bailey, because you know Jimmy Haynes. We can't resurrect the dead. Uh I'd almost go Scott Feldman. I, I was gonna say Scott Feldman as well. You know, I loved I loved the performance Jimmy Haynes gave on you know the inaugural <laughs> opening day of Great American Ballpark. So I'm going yeah. to just give up bombs. That's all you got. Just give up bombs. No one cares. Jimmy Haynes, give up bombs. God, I remember they brought him back, and it was like, you know, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> Jimmy, fuck it. Jimmy, fuck. What? Oh my God! Everybody knew it was going to be a disaster, and they brought him back. And guess what happened? He was fucking terrible. <laughs> he, Jimmy Haynes. Jimmy Haynes. All right. So our next question. Uh, Poor Feldman. Up. Poor Feldman. Now. I, I mean, uh, I went with Feldman just because uh, he was all right. Scott Feldman. Who the fuck? What? First time, first time I was hammered at a Reds opening uh, day was when Aranda hit the game-winning home run. Or yes, hit. yes, uh, Aranda. Like I just remember going crazy, like ah. I against the Mets. That op- against the Mets. Yeah, that opening day, I remember I was driving home from work, and I heard the as I was as I was coming out of the tunnel, the idle tunnel, is when uh, Adam Bain hit the home run that tied it. And so the fireworks were going off as I was coming out of the tunnel. And uh, and then I heard as I was going across the Brent Spence is when Joe Randa hit the home run. And I was able to see the fireworks as I was going across there. Nice. Nice. So shout out to Joe Randa. Joe Randa. What, what the hero he is. The Joker. Joe, would you like to come on the podcast? What happened to, what happened to um, what's his name? Who wants to come on the podcast? Juan Castro. Juan Castro. What I happened think, to him? I think he listened to one and decided to not respond. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> shout out to Juan Castro. Shout, shout out to Juan Castro for being What about... Uh, <laughs> Manos de Oro is uh, George Gray. <laughs> George hey, hey, hello, and welcome to George Grand. Or is it hi, hello, and welcome? Yeah. Cup of coffee with Mad Latos. <laughs> the sweet, so sultry that, sounds of Matt Latos. That was awesome. A rain delay. The Reds had a rain delay like every other day that season, and they played that exact same interview every rain delay. Uh, and it was like, when he was gone, when he like left, I was like, thank God. But I miss him sometimes. Like he, I'm like, he brings some like good like commentary to the game when he's back. I don't know. You can, I can make a drinking game out of George Brand too, if you want me to. Yes, I mean, he, he does do a couple <laughs> games here and there. So he does more than a couple. He does. I think he, he, he's in Pittsburgh, and then there's another city where he usually goes to it too. It's close. I'll tell you close, what. Too. Watching watching a game from last year, doing the drinking game, Boris, or doing the drinking. game. Game and, and watching an actual game with uh, with Tom and uh, and and Chris Welch. Gosh damn, does it make you appreciate Chris Welch? He is so well, I, good. So well, good. I like I like that you at you you at least had one time where you finished your drink because because Chris Welch trolled Tom. 
Yes, and it was Tom had started. This was a D backs game from last year after the All Star break, and uh, and honestly, it was not a good game to test it with. But uh, you know, there was a point where Tom went off on one of his somewhat like you know, you know baseball's being ruined, not like when I was a kid, and and Chris just handed it to his ass. I mean, just fucking killed him. It was fantastic. Since you know Chris is sitting there listening to him, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, basically. He's like, well, he didn't say, well, you're a dumbass, but he said, well, here's why I disagree with you, and just went into it and tore him up. And you finished. Bowtie Tuesday. Sorry. Shout out to Bowtie Tuesday. Uh, Our next question actually comes from a sponsor of the podcast, Callie. Uh, She is not on the podcast tonight, obviously, but she asks, if you were on death row, what is the last meal you would request before they load you up, Clark? <laughs> Let's start with uh, Polly on this one. Polly, you're about to get axed. What's your last meal? How big was that steak in uh, Great Outdoors? 92 ounces. 96. 96. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having that. Borf. 90, uh, I would get a uh, six ounce fillet from Jeff Ruby's. I then I would get a pulled pork sandwich from Eli's, um, and then I would get one bang bang shrimp taco from Bonefish Grill, um, and then I would have one Mad Tree Citra High, one Fifty West Coast to Coast, um, one Fifty West I Punch You in the IPA, and then I'd let them. Inject me with whatever they wanted to. Uh, how long have you thought about this, dude? Yeah, that's kind that's of crazy. A, that's a little big. <laughs> <laughs> really that was off the top of my head. Branch, you, you're in. You're in jail. They're about to hook you up to old Sparky. What's your last meal? Uh, you guys know me. I want a prime grade bone-in ribeye from Eckerline Meats at Finley Market. Out of boy. <laughs> shout out Eckerline Meats. Um. Uh, a baked potato and some steamed broccoli. Nobody else can cook. Oh, you can cook the steak. Okay. Oh. Mmm. I think... Because everybody else fucks steak up. I think for my last meal, it would be the biggest damn cheesecake that they could find. <laughs> and I would just go to fucking town on it. <laughs> I mean, would just, just hand... Like, topic. like, face first, dive it into that motherfucker. <laughs> a kidney pool. Cheesecake. Those guards would see some shit. What I would do to a big ass cheesecake. Would have, what would you have on top? Would you have this regular, just regular cheesecake? Would you have some raspberry topping, strawberry topping, chocolate topping? Maybe, what would you have? Maybe a little bit of caramel topping, but mainly just the, the boil. Maybe like, just the New York style cheesecake. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I'm talking like five feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. And I just go to town. Coop, you ever had that cheesecake to set on fire? No. <laughs> That's some cool shit. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to eating something that was on fire. Well, like, no, and don't, cruise, I don't recommend it. They set a cheesecake on fire with, like, rum, Ooh. caramelize it on top. Nice. It was fucking good. It was high. It was. It was definitely tasty. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've seen enough videos of people trying to eat things that are on fire and it's backfired. 
So, but I've seen videos of people trying to light their farts on fire and it burns up inside their like colon. Oh, that sounds fun. Coop, you go to some dark places on the interwebs. <laughs> Shut up, Jeremy. <laughs> so our next question comes from Woo the Reds at Woo the Reds on Twitter. Woo. Do people listen to this podcast naked? <laughs> I'm sure record it naked, so I'm now this is a this is a shout out to Chad Dotson who uh, on his podcast yeah. earlier today uh, said that uh, he listens to podcasts naked. So Chad, if you're sitting there in your stately manner, listening to the dulcet tones of Coop and Pals, cranking one out, shout out to you. <laughs> Crank that hog while we discuss Reds baseball. So who else you think you think there's some lady folks that you know flick the bean while they're listening to the podcast? I'm guessing no. Uh, yeah, what? probably church baseball. You know he was actually oh, live. You know, Say that again, Morp. What? Uh, probably church of baseball. Shout out to oh. shout out to church of baseball. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah, probably you should Actually, shout out. I got, a shout, I got a shout out to, you know, sa- at Sacrifice Buns. I think he listens to podcasts naked. That's funny. <laughs> 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 he was he was live tweeting the podcast the other night listening to it. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Shout out. You should follow Steve. him on Twitter. Shout out to Steve. Steve, if you're listening to the podcast right now, crank one out for the good times. <laughs> For the good times. I forget what account called him out and going, hey, you're live you're live tweeting a podcast. <laughs> I liked it. I don't oh, I oh, care less. Hey, we have super fans, motherfuckers. <laughs> the next question actually came from Polly. He says if you're a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> yes. Branch. Yes. Holly, <laughs> you have to answer. Yeah, that's the dumbest question. <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah, I'd eat myself. I'd yeah. Shit. Absolutely. Hot dogs are good. Hot dogs are good. You don't want to see the hot dogs being made, but they're good. I dropped a hot dog, like a street vendor hot dog, like half of it one time because it was a little uh, intoxicated. And I dropped it and I just picked it up and just ate it. Like, the, the rest of it. Oh, come on. It was like five second rule, Borf. Come Ooh, on. Bro, on the street? On the street? Who cares? Oh, my God. The there's next time anybody goes to, to San come every Diego. Wednesday? <laughs> it, was in Se- it was in Seattle. I'm the, fine. the next I'm time fine. anybody goes to San Diego, you got to go to TJ, Tijuana. And you can go down there and get fucked up, do whatever you want. You know, TJ's a good time sometimes. I'm not but allowed to. You've got to get one of those danger dogs from the street vendors for hot dogs. They wrap the shit in bacon. Dump some sort of sauce on it. It's the best damn hot dog I've ever had in my life. And, I'm not allowed. You know, I mean, it's it's literally probably the worst, probably meat ever. But it's so good, so good. We called them danger dogs when we were in the court. Danger. We had no idea what went into them. They were so damn good. Dwarf, are you saying you're not allowed in Tijuana? I'm trying to tell you that I'm not allowed in Mexico. What did you do? I don't. I don't want to talk about it. 
This is the perfect time to talk about it. Oh, man. Dude, getting kicked out of Mexico is pretty fucking high class. That's like show and tell. Come on. I may, I may or may not have tried to sneak through one of the cocaine tunnels from San Diego to Tijuana, and <laughs> I've seen cops. They were waiting at the end of the, the other end, so they told me I was never allowed back in. Were, did, were you sneaking cocaine across? No, I was, I was just trying to get to Mexico without a passport. <laughs> you're not. You're not. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'll text you later. <laughs> we'll, we'll need yeah. some more details, maybe not on that. Yeah, I need more details on that. Oh. So you ain't never wow. been a patriot until you until you've been in the service and spent the Fourth of July in Mexico. It's a good time. So shout out to the federales. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next question is another question from obscure former Reds. He, uh, he says, uh, hashtag Pete Rose should be in jail. More beers consumed by this podcast. St. Patrick's Day or opening day? Opening day. Opening day. Opening day. I mean, Selection Sunday. I'll count. I'll count for myself on opening day. I will. I'll only drink Michelob Ultra and I'll count the entire day. There you go. Shout out to Michelob. I ain't counting shit, but I plan on being tore down by the ninth inning. Next question uh, is another one from Woo the Red says, uh, with the Reds' history of basically being frozen at the trade deadline, does the changes to the deadline make you nervous that they will be less active? Um, I think Major League Baseball in general will be more active. The Reds just sometimes get like that deer in the headlights look at the trade deadline. Uh, the most uh, famous example is the Zach Cozart to the Mariners deal that apparently fell apart because they couldn't multitask. <laughs> yeah. Which supposedly has been proven wrong, but I've never been proved wrong by it. Right. I understand yeah. where I understand where Wu's coming from, like that, like anxiety, like oh, the Reds are never ever going to do anything. I honestly, I think every team is going to do something by trade wise. Whether that's, I don't know. I, I think it, it, it's not going to scare teams. I think it's going to encourage teams to do more. Actually. What was it? Was it 2013 or 2014 that Walt Jockety just sat in his damn hands? And we needed a left fielder in the worst. That was his thumb. Branch, that was his thumb, not his hands. That was the year. I think it was 2013 because it was the year that they could have had Marlon Bird and he was the Pirates. Oh. We had the best rotation out there and he just sat on his. He stuck his thumb up his ass and did nothing. Yeah. It was, I don't think it was Marlon Bird. It was someone else because we ended up getting Marlon Bird from the Phillies, and he was, I think was that bull- a year later or two years later. That was ne- that right. was a year after. That yeah, was, yeah, that was the next year. Uh, okay. Yeah. So because the pi- I think the Pirates ended up getting Marlon Bird that year. Yeah, that's yeah, because right. yeah, we gave yeah, up, yeah. and then he what, beat us in the playoffs. We give up Ben Lively. We give up Ben Lively for him, right? And yeah. Yeah. Ben Lively, he's he's doing okay right now for the Phillies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but if we'd have done that a year earlier, that it, it, I mean, it, I mean, we didn't have a damn left fielder for God's sakes. Oh, right. Xavier Paul, I think. Oh God. Was playing left hey, field. That's a great no, game. That's a great game. Never, we never had Xavier Paul. Paul Xavier. Paul Xavier. That's my confirmation name. Watch out. Your confirmation name is Xavier Paul. No, it's Xavier. Actually, oh, I got I could. I could do Ignatius. My religion teacher got really mad at me. Said I was trying to to be cool, 
So I picked Xavier, and she was like, okay. <laughs> I also I also retract what I said, because I was thinking of Xavier and Katie. Okay. Oh, oh okay, okay. Now we had Xavier Paul that year. Yeah, we definitely had Xavier Paul. I was thinking of Xavier Nady. Xavier Paul was a good player. I liked him. I liked he him. wasn't terrible, but he was a bench player. He Sorry. wasn't terrible, but yeah, but that was also when the Reds could have had much better players. Yeah. I mean, I We wasn't... needed a left fielder. They didn't do it, period. Mm-hmm. You know, Walt didn't do shit. We could have given us Tyler Stevenson and probably got something <laughs> seriously good at that time. That's because Walt Jockety was out in fucking California golfing and didn't pick up his phone, didn't give fucking care. Or no, Robert Stevenson, not Tyler. Walt Jockety was Robert still Stevenson. working for the Cardinals, Borf. Come on. Yeah, we all know. I am convinced that Walt Jockety is a Manchurian candidate. Yeah. I, I would not. I would, I would buy into that conspiracy. If people don't know what that is, Google it, you stupid fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Polly had the next question on who on who on this team. Polly, it's hard to read. Who on this current team uh, yeah. could run with the new home run derby? You want to clarify that? Who could? Who do you think could, like with the new home run derby, the million dollar prize? Who oh. would run with it? Oh, that's definitely Puig. Puig. I saw I saw someone I saw a comment like saying something like that earlier. With it, and I was like, yeah, I agree with that. Well, I, I want to. Ask that question. Please, definitely. I agree. I don't want to see any of these. I, I actually, this team is an OBP team. I don't want to see anybody really in the home run derby from the Reds. Borf. said. Fuck the home run derby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our last question comes from uh, the other Phil, uh, Philip Razor. That's his nickname. It's the other Phil. We will not elaborate on that. He asks... Why even record tonight if I'm not available? And then he adds the hashtag viewer mail. Well, Phil, hashtag, Wrong viewer, one. hashtag viewer mail is the Red Leg Nation podcast uh, hashtag. That is not the Hunt for Reds October hashtag. Our hashtag was Pete Rose should be in jail. <laughs> so that is why we're recording without you tonight is because you've confused us with another podcast. And shut up and fuck and go out there and dig Cali up gosh damn cactus and trap the top of Doug's fucking car uh, what, what son of a bitch to Cincinnati is he, is he brought any uh, I'm joking uh, followers to this I'm, I'm joking I, when I say that I tried to I tried to send I, I tried to send Phil a gift basket but it got returned to me so he must not have given me the right address my St. Patrick's Day went, went wrong too so <laughs> you come back with a cactus so help me God <laughs> <laughs> so that'll wrap up the old uh, listener questions um, and I think that's going to wrap up this edition of the Hunt for Reds October podcast so, uh, 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 where, are the, where are the Facebook where's the live Facebook reading? you want to do a live Facebook reading? I haven't looked today. don't we have some Pete Rose shit in there this week? that's my favorite part I thought this one was pretty good there's a guy's comment that was really good in there that's, <laughs> that's my favorite part about. is the live Facebook comments that's my favorite part Let's see what we got. Uh, <laughs> hang on. So the Reds uh, put a, a post about getting ready for baseball, and it was they were taking the growing tarp off the field and uh, giving it the first cut. So David says, hashtag let Pete in. Spread the word to make signs to have along the parade route so that baseball commissioner can see it. Hashtag let Pete in. A 14-year-old or the Hall of Fame? Yeah, Pete. Maybe. Um, that right, what? Uh, I'm gonna have a nice. 
I'm going to have a nice sign made that day that says, Bob, keep doing your job. Hashtag keep Pete out. <laughs> Bob can be. I'm the lottery this weekend where I can have some motherfuckers tear down that damn statue. Oh, we might do that on opening day, by the way. Oh, damn. <laughs> are you starting to say uh, into a Barbie doll. <laughs> I'm just laughing at what Polly said. I, I agree. Make a sign that says, Bob, keep doing your job. Keep Pete out. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the only reason Bob Manfred, <laughs> he was hired to keep Pete Rose out of the freaking Hall of Fame. So, just Bob, hashtag Bob do your job. <laughs> so, same post. Uh, Sandy says, "I am ready for the season to begin." Regret that Riggleman is not at the helm. Not happy with this manager. What the fuck? Nepotism is alive and well in the Red front office. What a bitch! <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Joseph says, "Grass behind shortstop needs more cowbell." <laughs> okay, that's. Okay, I agree with Joseph. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll move on to a, a different, uh, different threat. So the Red Community Fund is going to do a uh, the Red Red Run. Somebody stop whatever you're doing. That was loud. Uh, so they're going to do the Red Legs Run, and the first comment is from Corey, who says, "I will be in France." Nobody <laughs> fucking cares if you're going to be in You have a good time, Corey. Corey, you want to touch you? <laughs> Corey. God Man. It, Corey. You want to crep? You want to crep, Corey? Jeez. You want some escort goes? Or what? Escort goes. <laughs> if you follow uh, today in Red's Facebook on Twitter, I already went through the Hunter Green uh, thread. There were some good uh, There were some good ones in there. Um I think you should read that. Let's move on though, to uh, the Puig Mania thread. Um, Tim says, "Beat the Dodger, take a few down." <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh. okay. How old does she look? Is uh, she is she like my grandma? Uh, well, she's not young. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's my grandma. This is something like that on Facebook. Like, yes, down with Dodger Blue. <laughs> so Pat says, let's see how you feel about him after he pulls one of his childish antics or after the All-Star break. Okay. And, and we don't know how old Pat is because their picture is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> 67. <laughs> And seven, seven. It's, it's Pat, so you don't know if it's a man or a lady. So it's Pat. <laughs> Pat. So uh, Cameron says, "Funny, I was there and couldn't find him signing anything. The picture is literally him signing autographs for all kinds of people." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to react to it. If you're still really on Facebook and into it, you're wrong. There's another tweet post. Tweet media. Is this the one with all his 66ers with the kids. Yeah. So, um, so Karen says, still wondering if he will behave in Cincinnati. 
Hey, Man. can we just punch people that act like that? Like, like when, when they announce Puig on opening day, we're all going to be together. We know this. Can we just knock the fuck out of whoever boos him? I, will throw I mean, yeah. I think that's legitimate. It needs to be done, right? I think if you if you're one of those people, you need to be forced to drink Ohio River water, straight. From yeah, the river. something. Or I'm just gonna take out my cock and slap him upside the face. I mean, dang. I mean, I I you dig it. That. I think you should take your cock and slap him amongst the face. That, you must understand. Yes, here. This is what I think of your hot take on booing a guy that you don't know nothing about. And here's my cock in your face. Yes. And that is going to be the opening of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Paul comments, one word, choker. Oh, I saw that earlier. And I, oh, uh, yeah, choker. <laughs> the next thread is about bobblehead. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Actually, the first one's kind of funny. Danny says, when is Homer Bailey's? <laughs> Shout out to Danny. Danny, I like you. Danny, that's an awesome. We should have him on a podcast. Actually, invite him on. <laughs> Chris says uh, Lombardi looks a little thin. Nice that they hit some older players. I'd like to see Eddie Roush or Heidi grow. What does it matter if he looks a little thin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, how does that have anything to do with anything? It would be cool to see a clue. Bobblehead. Oh, with the, the shirtless... Or the yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it would have been really cool to see Puig in a clue, like, uniform this year. Like, just, like, playing outfield, hitting a ball. Like, I don't know. Pretty cool. You just want to see those biceps, don't you call it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. The next thread is about uh, Dick Williams discussing the uh, impact of the trade deadline changes. This guy's first name is apparently Trump says, I remember when the Reds had a smart fan base. Dude, <laughs> Is that all he said? That's all he said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guy. <laughs> when was that, by the way? Uh, that was at... Uh, no, I mean, when was the last time the Reds had a smart fan base? I tend to agree with I mean, just look at Facebook <laughs> if you want to see the dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's one from... Uh, Here's from, from Don. Don says, Scooter will be used as trade bait because your top two prospects are infielders. He would be the ultimate from waivers to getting nothing for basically nothing. What? Well, hold on. It was hard to read. He would be the ultimate from waivers to getting something good for basically nothing. So, He's from the west side of Cincinnati. <laughs> Actually, Did Pete Rose like that? Actually, he's from Indiana. <laughs> oh, well. The far west side. Far, far the west side of Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, Sam, mm. Sam says, need that good first half so we could keep Puig and Scooter. Vado, get on that double horse. <laughs> I don't even know uh, that. I don't get on know that what that means. Horse. I love to see like Joey Vado get on a double horse. Timothy says, what? Are we unloading salaries already? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I, yeah. So the next uh, the next post is uh, it's got a picture of Tanner Rourke because he's pitching tonight, which I haven't the tonight being Friday night. Jerry says you can also follow him on the other side of the season. 
What does that mean? <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. Kind of sexual. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I think these Facebook posts are honestly coming from you know them them what 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 is it the 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 sock puppet farms or something. Yeah, yeah I have no clue what you're talking about. Where they're just where they're just people that are people can buy subscribers and they just have to comment on shit and they have no idea what they're talking about. Sis <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, anyone from Wilmington coming? <laughs> no, fuck Wilmington. I, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Chad again for uh, Virginia losing tonight. At least, they Ooh. Be, at least they won't be a one seed and lose to another 16 again. <laughs> <laughs> Chad's a, oh, Chad's a Virginia fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we love you, Chad. Don't uh, don't block me. Chad, yeah. Chad, good Knowles. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Oh, that that was a rough year last year. Yeah, yeah. Paulie's a Paulie's a Florida State fan, so I wanted to give him the the chance to gloat a little bit. Nah, that that shot yesterday from Florida State was ridiculous. That yeah. last second shot oh, yeah. to tie it that was that was pretty good. That live reading of Jane uh, Red's Facebook was brought to you by the Cincy Sports Gallery. <laughs> Go in there, ask for Callie. Tell her you've got to take a massive shit. There's no public bathroom <laughs> and there. See if uh, they will let you in the bathroom, and then also ask for all of the Pete Rose stuff. And send her a bunch of weird DMs. Well, I'm not going to encourage that. Hard. <laughs> she gets enough of that. I do want to say this. This is something she's not here, but I do want to say this. When you send Callie weird shit in DMs, she shares it with everybody. <laughs> Remember that. You send you send your dick to her, she's gonna show other people your dick. You send the thirstiest freaking DMs asking for drinks and what's it gonna hurt to have one drink? She's gonna send it to everybody, and people are gonna see it, and we're talking about you. This is this is being a kid in your profile picture. Yes. So this is Uncle Coop saying, "Don't be a fucking creep." <laughs> we know who you are because she shares it with us. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Hunt Red Zone podcast. Uh, Branch, any final words? Nope, I'm just stoked for opening day. Ready for it to start. Hey, me too. You know why? Because the Reds, they're my favorite team. Polly, final thoughts. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. couple shout-outs. One again to Sacrifice Buns. Thanks for the follow. Thanks for the listen to us, Steve. And you know what? Shout out to Holy Grail for actually responding to me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I get a free lunch with multiple people. Bork, you better be there. But, you know. Give me the date. Give me the date. Cincinnati remembers Holy Grail. Cincinnati remembers. That's Bork, all I got. Bork, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, Reds to the 2019 World Series. Uh, yeah. That's about all I got to say. Shout out Church Baseball, Natty Sports, Nick Howe. <laughs> uh, my, I just want to say that uh, there was some sad news in Cincinnati. 
there was a plane that crashed into a house in Madeira that made me uh, think of our old pal Tim. So shout out to Tim. God. And that's going to wrap it up. So uh, for Borf and Branch and Polly, this is Coop, and uh, we will talk to you later.